and welcome back to the cycle. I think we immediately just got turned off in somebody's car. Probably everybody. Everybody just turned us off. Somebody, somebody had us in their car. All right, hello and welcome to the Sidecar Coffee Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sidecar Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think th- we definitely just got turned off by like 50% of listeners. That's okay. If they can get past that part, they're the true fans. Oh, it's it's only up from here. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of the Sidecar Coffee Podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm Caleb. And uh, yeah, let's talk some coffee. But first, let's drink it. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you've never heard of a sidecar, what is a sidecar? Well, in our case... It is a milk beverage made with espresso. Single origin sometimes blends on the other sides. Uh, that was that, other side. That didn't make any sense. But 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 on the side, give, making it the sidecar. I'm lost. Is the give yeah? I'm lost too. Let me let me. We're drinking let, a sidecar. A sidecar. We're rewinding this. What Hold is on. a sidecar? Oh, what is a sidecar? Great question. A sidecar in our case is a <laughs> espresso based milk beverage, and. It's paired with a side of that exact espresso to make that milk beverage. And we're drinking one. And we're drinking that. That's what we're drinking. We just have a milk beverage with with a side of espresso. That's. I'm, I'm going spro first. Spro first. All right. What are what are we drinking here, Caleb? Toffee. Brownie bat or brownie brittle. Brownie batty. No brownie brittle. Salted caramel. Um, what what are we drinking? It's it's oh cherry. It is the um, holiday espresso blend from Detour Coffee. Detour is out in Canada. Somewhere I don't know where. Up there. Somewhere up there, um, like Nova Scotia or something. I don't know if that's in Canada. <laughs> I, I, my geography is terrible. Up in Timbuktu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, Detour did a Christmas deal. Where they had three coffees, um, their espresso Christmas blend, filter Christmas blend, and um, just a and random Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Yeah, that, uh, and it was for 55 sale for three coffees, which is three solid. coffees. I got it for $55 because they were doing a 40% off deal for Black Friday. Uh. Yeah, that's what shipping got. <laughs> it's back. Um, uh, yeah, the espresso brownie brittle. Um, yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, pretty one-dimensional. Salted, salted caramel, toffee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Drink that milk, boy. It's got, like, a fig acidity. Also, you know, I had to come out with the art again. You know what I'm saying? It's only a four-stack this time. Don't. JK, it's, it's five. It's five. It's five. Yeah, put some respect on my name. Ooh. Boy. See, there are just some espresso blends that are just made for milk. I think, yeah, this one's so this much is, better with milk. Yeah, way better it's with It's like milk. gingerbread... Yeah, um, it's very Christmassy. Nutmeg, straight Christmas candle in that mug, <laughs> literally in that mug, bro. In the... I don't know about a mug. All right, all right, bro. Just give me the bit. Give me the bit. Give me the bit. Uh, yeah. No, I mean you. You hit it right on the head. Gingerbread, like that's that's just what I'm getting. Maybe like an orange spice candle, perhaps. You and these candles today. I just. We just need to go Bath and Body Works. We we'll take a break here. We can go Bath and Body Works right now. I'd prefer TJ Maxx for candles. That's true. Don't got to worry about a ten dollars sale whenever they're always under ten dollars. You feel? I, I feel. TJ Maxx is the place to be. <laughs> all right, this is a coffee podcast. I'm just saying. I mean, then they sell all clad pans too. Come on, what? Um. Shout out TJ Maxx sponsor. Anyway, <laughs> let me uh let me clear my palate Please. with this. <laughs> Let me clear my palate with this LaCroix. La, La Croix. The crisp, refreshing taste. We're trying to get a LaCroix sponsorship, low-key. We saw it on the Florida Panthers jerseys. And if anybody knows if you're an NHL, in, let us know. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if you're, you're an NHL fan you're an and, you, and you've seen the jerseys, it's a sick logo to have on a jersey. Let's get sidecar pod hockey jerseys. Yo. What are we talking about today, Louis? Uh, So today... We're talking about what we look for in a cafe and roasters because in the last episode, we talked about um, home brewing, if you guys haven't checked out. And in that episode, we talked about our favorite roasters. Um, Mostly, we talked about all pretty much like places we order online, no one really local. And so today, I thought we would talk about, you know, like what we look for in a a cafe, coffee shop. Um, 
how we kind of like distinguish distinguish our favorites um and even just sorry i keep burping and i excuse me he has he's well more well-mannered than i am yeah and uh kind of like what we because in the future we both strive to to be in the industry um and you know maybe own a shop so this is what we are kind of striving for within our own or like what we would look for in our own management styles of owning um or running a coffee business so that was very well said thank you that was nice uh so first off um well also we will say that we're gonna focus really heavily on st louis coffee shops with this one just because that's what that's that's where mostly, I'm from. That's where he's from. That's the uh, the ones that I've frequented. It's the closest the most. city to us. Yeah, um, and we only have, like we said in our first episode, there's really only two cafes here in our town, so we really can't focus on those too yeah. much. We already covered them, mm-hmm. and so focusing on St. Louis, I think St. Louis has a really interesting, like, coffee culture. Yeah, as well. and it's it's just so, more developed than Cape. It's it's nice. I like it. Yeah, but go ahead with the first topic. So. You know, talking about a cafe, so I just want to, like, you walk into one, you know, like, what do you look for um, in in the space itself before of even getting into the coffee or the culture or the experience? I feel like, you know, talking about the, the experience with, like, the whole thing, you know, the first thing that you're going to have your opinions or, like, your first impression is yeah, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it's the smell, man. You walk into a coffee place, that's the first thing that hits and you. And it smells like coffee. Uh, yeah. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I get I get it. I get what you're saying. I like the, the vibes, bro. You gotta think about like every part of the vibe. Every part. Every it's part. A, it's a full coffee's a full sensory experience, mm-hmm. and that goes for the cafe too. Uh Anyway, like, there's a bunch of different... Okay, so let's pull... If you don't know, St. Louis Cafes is going to kind of do, like, comparisons. But, like, if you're going for, like, an old vibe, you got Sump, right? It's in, like, an older building, wood floors, old door. Slightly industrial. Slightly industrial, but then still uh, kind of, like, hip and new. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Uh, And then you go to, like, Futuristic Modern. You got Upshot Break Shop. You got Quarrelsome. Like, those are... Yeah. Well, Blueprint has the well, I'm I'm talking sp- I've only been to the Del Mar location. Okay. So that that it's it's kind of like it's the kind of shop futuristic. Of it's more kind of No, because they're Watson. You've been to the Watson location. What? It's literally in an old like auto Oh, is that shop. not Del Mar? No. Oh, LOL. That's Watson. LOL. There's My bad. <laughs> I'm not from St. Louis. So I could, <laughs> couldn't even tell you I, it for all for for all, all I know it's in Forest Park. <laughs> anyway, both of Upshot and uh, Blueprint are in like old repair shops, so they have like the big doors that you can put up, and yeah, they look Blueprint has a basketball court in the front, which is really cool. <laughs> That's um, really cool. And then their their back patio seating is nice too. Mm. I remember we went out there and we, there was a what what were we up there for? We were literally, we were just touring cafes. That's what we were doing. Yeah, I was just I picked you up from the airport. Yeah, we just went. Oh, to, that's right. That's that right. was it like was uh, your me, art. you Garrett. Yeah, me and you Garrett. Yeah, and he had a guitar in the back seat. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. it was a that was a fun trip. But uh, the I remember going out to their back patio, and I remember I I was drinking um, the chai soda. It was a no. I had a strawberry habanero, like seltzer. Thing. We both didn't get coffee because we already had so much coffee. Yeah, that like day. five different cafes we'd already been to before. Anyway, the, we're talking about vibes. Man. Yeah, the vibes. Experience. All right, first impression when you walk through the door, you said the smell takes. I like the smell, okay. but you know, like cleanliness, uh, homey feel. Like, but I also like. I think coffee shops for me. You know, the reason why I got into coffee was just to have a uh, kind of like a uh, a space to do work, like I see, like. Somewhere where I know I can focus. And I think there's some shops that, you know, they have really small tables or they, this weird chairs. Like, I think I, for me, I love having good lighting. Like, I think having a lot of outdoor lighting for me is what, like, something I just really like. Um, Because I just feel more efficient with more sunlight. I think there has to be some sort of correlation, but... Well, I mean, just sunlight getting vitamin D probably makes you more energetic. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> like, am I wrong? 
I don't think you're absorbing any vitamin D inside. Well, like but, through windows, right? Uh, Sun rays? Uh, right, Maybe. But, all right, let's move to the next. Uh, we are not a science podcast. <laughs> Thank God. I Holy shit. Crap. Somebody, somebody is listening to this right now. Like, no, wow, whoever's what an idiot. still listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know for, but I so like first impressions when I think obviously it's like what you see because like you're going into a new cafe, but for me and I and this could just be like coming from a very managerial standpoint. Like, my eye always tries to find their retail section. Cause I want to know where it's placed and I always look for the placement of it and mm-hmm. the organization organization is a huge thing in my brain. Like always, if your space dude, isn't organized. Yeah. I'm, like what's, I'm already what's it for me off. is like going to a retail section. There's not a single price tag. It's like how much, like I really have to go up to the counter and ask how much your shirts are. Yeah. I think for shirts specifically like merch that that's a big one like because i need to know if this hoodie is going to be 30 dollars or 60 dollars because they can range very far and well and it's frustrating because it's like what about like it depends on the layout because i've had places to where they'll have like some random sizes but then they'll be out of my size and i'll go to the counter they'll be like oh we have some in the back it's like why then go put it out yeah yeah what well, also for for pricing, I think well, one thing that I, I know we like we specifically do is like we don't put the prices on our shelf because in this area, specialty coffee price is really intimidating. Yeah. That immediate turn that's an immediate turnoff for people if they see it's like fifteen dollars for a bag of coffee, and so we want them to grab the bag, bring it up to the counter because more than likely they're not going to return it back to the shelf. There's something about returning something back to the shelf. I don't know if you've ever had it's this feeling strategy. in like a grocery store yeah. where you're like, oh, I, I really don't want it. this item. And it's not that I can't afford it. I, I don't want it. But I feel like everybody's watching me put this item back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, help. I already got it I'm here. I might as well. <laughs> yeah, right. So that that's kind of the thing behind that. But, but yeah, retail space is like if your retail section is very well placed, well organized. But then also retail coolers. One of my biggest pet peeves is to see retail cooler that's like halfway stocked Mm. but then the boxes or like uh cases of like canned drinks or whatever they have in there is on the bottom shelf yeah half emptied you gotta you gotta put that on the shelf like go put that in the back don't put don't put your like the the packaging of like LaCroix. like say it's like a one of the big 30 packs of Lacroix, right and they have like some of them on the shelves and then the rest of them are just in the packaging still under on the bottom shelf where everyone can see them it's like do i grab from there or is that like i don't know i think there's better storage options for it It just looks messy yeah that's just my thing a little pet peeve um and i think you know what's next with the space those are kind of our preferences with the layout and again this is like all of us this is us this episode is more of us just talking about our preferences and not like and what we look out for i think this you can kind of use this as a guide so it's like yeah there's no focusing right or on wrong. focusing on you whether you like the layout of a place or not whether you feel like you can get effective work done or even just have a good conversation yeah. um what what the environment feels like to you and what like your preferences are towards that um just i think that's the most important part because you know regardless of what drink you're getting most likely you're going to stay there uh, and I think that's what makes a good shop is the environment. Um, yeah. And so another part of the environment is the the hospitality itself. So, and, you know, that's the first thing before you, these are like things before you even like have time to look at a menu, you should have someone saying like, hi. Yeah. There should be an experience. The experience should already be rolling as yeah. soon as you open that door. Like that's what. And I understand. So say you go into like a really, really busy place and there's a line. I think. You know, depending on the place, you walk into a door, you have, like, so you have the front of house worker who's working on, on the POS system. A, a lot of different places have a different name for this person. But the the person taking orders, most of the time on a bar, all right, for this example, let's say we have a person on POS, we have a barista on bar. Let's say two baristas on two bar. Two baristas this on busy, bar. yeah. And, and then maybe one of the baristas house. can say hi to you. Yes, like you're, they're just steaming milk. They're just pulling shots. They're talking trash with the other barista. Like mm-hmm. you have, you can say hi. You can you can engage in a customer. You can or even, we'll get to that later. I was about to go into something else. 
Um, yeah, well, and then going back to what you were saying about like the POS person there, it's a long line. I, I don't like fabricated like greetings. Mm. Like I don't, I don't want you to be saying hi to me because the door opened and you know, somebody new walked in. I want you to actually, if you don't have the opportunity to make eye contact with me and say, Hey, I don't, I don't want you to like yell it over everybody. Yeah. Like it, it's almost like a Moe's situation. Mm. I don't know if you guys have Moe's or no Moe's, but like. A very uh, – the, the thing that they do is when you walk through the door, they're like, hey, welcome to Moe's. Like, that's their thing. But and it's they, like everyone on the all line s- is all just like, hey, welcome to Moe's. Yeah, like – or or well, they don't even look up. Like, that's the thing. They're on the line. They're, they're making orders. It should orders. be intentional. Like, you don't even yes. have to say hi. You can just, like, nod at me. Intentional. That yeah. That's the that's the word that I was – Intentional greeting. Uh, and, and so, okay, so say we walk into this place. There's no one in here, right? If being the POS person, like – welcoming welcoming you in and saying like here's our menu let me know if you have any questions what can i do for you what are you looking for making you feel making you feel like you know they care about you making they like you're yeah and like and guiding you through guiding it. you it, through it's, the it's intimidating like i mean especially you go if to it's your first place. time especially coffee yeah right and then a lot of menus like are they're large there's more and more coffee drinks being added i mean almost probably every like one to two years like new coffee drinks are popping up Mm -hmm. as like staples on menus and like if you don't know what a what the difference is between latte and cappuccino like you should feel free to ask that question and not feel dumb i also i don't like whenever people feel like the the menu should also be laid out to a a certain extent like to help you through that Mm -hmm. you know it shouldn't be like a you're looking at an excel like spreadsheet and you're like what is yeah but i mean but at the same time i think the it's the job of the pos person to guide you through that and really make that make that little bit of confusion that you have with the menu a a talking point for them and and really like say what do you guys want any recommendations like let me let me guide you through this and, and let me let me tell you like what i enjoy the most and like what's gonna, what i think is going to give you yeah. the best experience and i think i think that's what defines a good like customer experience is how they operate when they're getting slammed because yeah. it's like if you walk into a place you're standing in line for 10 minutes you're 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 angry you're like everyone it's just like you know st- mm-hmm. still operating at making the customer feel valued even during the times of like when you're at your busiest you know what i'm saying yeah well because like also and this is people probably won't agree with this and that's fine but like i firmly believe that if you have chosen to work in a cafe you should be fully prepared for those rushes and if you're just throwing things around you're stressed and you're mad and not greeting people and really not obtaining that culture and like customer service then you you shouldn't be there yeah and and you should be prepared for rushes like mm-hmm. you're in the service industry yeah what what are you doing there did you think you were just gonna sit around all day yeah. like i don't know I, I i don't like like i understand we all go through like the uh, a rush but like you should still maintain the customer and that's service. what you should look for you know you know a lot of people wanting to come into your space and and like it's a compliment accept it yeah a line out the door and trust me, I get, I get flustered when I'm really busy, but it's like at the same time, it's like that's a part of your job. It's not like you signed up for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so what do we look for in a menu? So my my kind of like when I look at a menu and I don't see, I just see, I want to see options. You know what I'm saying? And I want to see, okay, so for me, I would say a really good menu I've seen, Sump Coffee's menu set up great they tell you what origins they have on pour over they tell you the origins they have on single origin espresso sorry that was kind of complicated i didn't really know where i was going with that yeah they tell you what's in their mocktails down to the shot of espresso that's in their mocktails um and they like specify their house made syrups and stuff i think it's it's really good. If, if if no one's seen Sump Coffee's menu before, you can. It's probably on Google somewhere. There's like there's a picture, but um, it explains kind of everything for you. Um, with with other places, it's hard to know like what's on drip, or even like uh, if a place doesn't say the origin of coffee that they're using on any of their kind of like coffee brewing anything. That's like that's probably a turn down. Yeah, I mean you should at least have like a sign or like 
just the bag of coffee sitting in front of the carafe mm. is a good thing for people to look at. Um, yeah, Sum's menu is really nice. And I, I also, one thing that I look at for the menu is just the overall design. Like, was it intentional? Was there effort put in? Or did you just throw your menu items and prices onto a Word document? Yeah. And I and, think, and yeah. and what I've seen a lot is people will create a Word document and then put it on a clipboard and think that that makes like an amazing menu and like makes it look like you put effort in it. But I'm like, no, you just added a clipboard. Like that's it. I, don't, I see through you. <laughs> um, I think something for me uh, that I've experienced before is having being okay. So working as a POS position, you need to ask the questions. It shouldn't be up to the customer. If they order something or they ask for something, you you need to specify and ask them. Like, don't assume I want your blend on drip. Don't exactly. Don't yeah. uh, don't like if someone orders drip. Oh, do you want this or this? Like, are two options that we have on drip? If you have three options on drip, or like uh, the options on pour overs or single shot espresso. Like, making sure that the customer knows their options and you know like. I've had that happen to where like, you know, it's like I I have something in mind that I want and then I didn't need, like I had to like go out of my way to ask for it or explain right. what I wanted because the POS person just assumed I wanted something else. Right, right. And it, well, it's also like and, and this is one thing I, I like to say to to my team is like there are people out there that don't even know that Starbucks has a blonde roast. Yeah. So like it, you can't just assume that they that they know that we have two options on drip and also that should be a point like a well-trained staff that's very knowledgeable is very impressive mm. like when they're like would you like to try this just just for our, my cafe specifically like w would you like to try our medium roast brazil or do you want to do our winter blend it's uh, called hibernation and it's that same brazil with a light roast rwanda on top and it's it gives it a little bit more fruit forwardness and then also explaining the flavor profile not mm. giving notes I I don't think giving notes to people it, it confuses them and like it's oh, like it's flavored it's like yeah exactly it's like oh or you put hazelnut in there no 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 um, just saying like I always say that like the Brazil has the uh, a very uh, familiar traditional flavor profile it's like if you're thinking coffee it tastes like coffee and 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 that makes sense to people like yeah extreme specialty nerds and your average Folgers drinker. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that makes sense. It's cool to show off knowledge, but, like... And especially as a barista, it's nice to yeah. know as a customer, but also just, like, making sure, like, that's... When I hear that and, like, yeah. when I have a POS person, like, talking to me about coffee, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's cool to show off knowledge, but if your knowledge isn't digestible, yeah, then... To, to everyone, mm -hmm. not just specialty because, nerds. Because if a specialty nerds hears that, they're like, oh, so like, is it really chocolatey and like blah, blah, blah. And then you can kind of follow dive up into questions. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I like what you said specifically. Like, it's your job to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And then, like, adding to that, I think, like, you, sh you, you almost want them to engage with yeah. follow up questions because mm -hmm. then that just goes into a, a culture of education. Yeah. And, and, and knowing, nice. as a POS person, knowing your menu, knowing what you have, and knowing the coffee that you sell like extremely well i think it's yeah. very important um and also like understanding where it's from i know um you know like walking into knowing the process behind it like if right. you're like this is an anaerobically processed ethiopia oh like do you know how long it was processed for 96 hours it, yeah that's awesome i <laughs> I, I like uh, specifically i'm going to shout out comet here they do such a good job and i actually texted uh, David, who's the manager there, uh, after my last visit there, and I was like, dude, your team is incredible. Like, the, I said, I don't know his name, but whoever served me at the POS, he knew, I, I was asking about what espresso options they had, and he just gave me all the extra knowledge without me having to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And that was just nice. And that's and, awesome. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. And it didn't feel like about. he was just like memorizing an index yeah. card. Like, he was, he was and that's, and genuinely so this is engaged. just, this is just the, the kind of like, what's behind everything for me and Caleb in the coffee industry is passion. And so like hiring people on your team and, and having people there and what we look for in a good cafe is, is passionate people, people that yeah. care about the things, same things that we do and uh, that aren't just working there to, to do fancy cool milk drinks, which, you know, like or absolutely aren't cool. just working there for a paycheck. Exactly. And like, also like you don't have to be some big coffee nerd who wants to be the next world barista champion. Yeah. Like I just want you to care about the people that walk through our door mm -hmm. and how they feel when they enter and when they leave. And the biggest thing in a cafe for me is like 
I should feel like I, I want to come back. Mm. I should feel like, oh, my God, that was that was actually a really good experience. I'm going to add this to my list every time I come up to St. Louis. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people, when you give that experience, they're like, you know, I, I come here just to hang out. You know, I come here just to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. having that experience, I think, is what draws people back. And that's the whole point. Like what frustrates me and is a huge turndown to a lot of places is businesses that coffee places that are just a business you know like someone just wants money out of this it's not it's not caring about the industry it's not caring about you know what you're putting out it's it's literally just a business and and you can always tell like even if it's just like someone behind the bar if they're it's one thing to be passionate and like you're a passionate barista you love coffee and to have a bad day but like you can always tell if you go to a cafe consistently and you see like the same three people working who actually loves it the most Mm -hmm. and who's actually there to give you a good service and to do do right by the product they're serving like and coffee is a huge industry and and this can be this is definitely gonna be another episode but um there there's so much work that goes into bringing coffee to the united states and roasting it and putting it into shops that like you should really want to do it should be intentional yeah it should be very intentional and i think the more that people research that you you can all i can i'll guarantee you that you'll be very inspired to do right by the coffee and And, by the farmer yeah and to me also you know like i think the experience is you know the coffee obviously is a part of the experience but if your team isn't you know, pushing your, your own culture and pushing, you know, the customer experience and the customer satisfaction is the entire point of owning a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not going to be an operating business making revenue if you don't have customer satisfaction. Exactly. So making sure that that is your goal and and what you strive for as a business, I think is the most important and what you should look for when you go to a business. You know, am I satisfied? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to come back? Um what like me and Caleb will go to places and we'll immediately call each other if it was like a fantastic experience yeah. because it's like yeah. I want to talk to someone about this I want to tell someone about this I want to I want to share this experience I had this was awesome and and I think that's something that's really cool you know you should yeah. want to tell someone that like I yeah well and I, I feel like people don't don't believe in word of mouth anymore like word of mouth is still very much like very prominent and very important for any business and, and like marketing and, and trying to get people into your door and new people to your shop. Like I, I always think about like during the holidays when like people's family come to Cape and like, I, I hope that they're saying we should go to ground about yeah. tomorrow morning. Like that, that's what I hope is being talked about. And, and any, with any cafe, you should want people to talk. Like if they're going to talk about your cafe, they might as well talk good. Like give them a reason to want to come back. Cause they don't have to mm-hmm. like no one is you it what, what, what am i trying to say what, what, what you, you are not entitled to the people that walk through your door like th- that's not something that's given or promised or guaranteed you have to work for that that's and you should work yeah. for them to come back and come through those doors and mm-hmm. um yeah i i could go on and on about <clears> like culture <throat> and, and culture building but let i, I want to go back to the menu when you're looking at a menu like what what are things that you like to see on a menu as in like like drinks, drinks. or um, i what i and this is like what i've done recently is just going towards um single origin espresso you know cuz it's it's easy it's you know i always <laughs> i always look at a place as grinders that's what i do when i first walk <laughs> in i look weirdo. at their grinder it's this like coffee nerd so if they're you know what they're pulling on. How do they have yeah, yeah. their I get it, yeah. their different options set up? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like <laughs> also something about a, a Malconig sitting on Dude, the bar. It, I mean, it's nice. okay, say less. If you have a, if you have an EK on your bar, that's you're certified. You're in special yeah, coffee. You're, you're, yeah. You're, I'll, that's the I'll gold order something on there. their menu if they, yeah, they have an I'll EK come every day just to look at it. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to. Can I touch it, please? Can no, I just, and, and, can I just mess you know, with the dial? Like, and the espresso machine obviously yes. matters. If you know, if I, I walk, walk into in Kinks and a Breville Duo or whatever, <laughs> Pinks. You keep Dang it, bro. <laughs> Pinks. Yeah, if I see a if I see a, a Breville on the right bar, out. <laughs> yeah, walking right out. But if I walk in and see a Slayer, 
a Slayer is oh my god. There's there's nothing better than walking into a shop. There's one specific one of uh, the Hub in um, uh, Memphis. Uh, it, it's a they have a Slayer three group head with uh, the concrete finish mm. on it, so it literally looks Dude, like the machine is anchor made out of concrete. Heads, anchor head Slayer was awesome. It was custom. It was white. It was freaking gorgeous. Mm. Also, Upshots the LP. Slayer, yeah. that's things. Bad. It's just the that, red color too. Yeah, that's it's so just nice. Bad. You like, haven't seen like, that one. Woo. Um, but also, I mean, nothing wrong with a La Marjoko, but oh no, traditional. I uh, if there's a Linea, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a very solid machine, very good machine. But we're um, just hyping up Slayer. Yeah, you gotta hype up Slayer because that it just shows you went the extra mile. I think I to think pay um, for art on your bar essentially. Yeah, right. But I think most common in St. Louis is probably La Marjoko. There's a lot of Linea. Oh yeah. A lot of lineas. Uh, I can't remember Sump's machine. Stratas. What's Sump's machine? Sump? Um, do they not have the Strata? The La Marzocca Strata? No. No? Is it a lever? It's not Sensenso. Seneso. Seneso. It's not them. I don't know. We'll have to look next time. Yeah. Or is it a Victoria Arduino? I don't think so because we then there's we no Nuova Simonelli. You know more about espresso well, machines. Well, then yeah, we we, we that's a whole. Anyway, this is us just talking gibberish right now. But that's just gibberish. something to look for. Um, <laughs> if it's if they have an automated machine, as in the barista just presses a button, um, yeah, I'm and you don't out. see a port of filter, I yeah, I'd head out. Or if they and this is something you can also look at is if they're steaming the milk or not. If okay, also if you walk into a cafe. And you hear, (laughs) (laughs) when they steam milk, bro, walk out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you're hearing behind the bar, get an ice drink, man. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say walk out because that's a little extreme, but yeah, maybe, maybe today's the day you get a cold brew with some caramel in it (laughs) and you mean caramel? You're good, and that's it. But uh, but okay okay now specifically now not coffee related, food. I love seeing food, different food options yeah. at a cafe. Like but, when you've intentionally okay. gone through intentional. And made, like, yes. Yes. I don't want to just. I don't want to like, see like some Walmart croissants and an yeah, egg with I don't some see plastic like, cheese. Pr- yeah, pre-wrapped like plastic wrapped burritos and a sausage or link. Like yeah. we're not scooters or nothing, no. right? I'm saying like. Specifically, you, yeah. freaking uh, um, blueprint that quinoa bowl that they got. They're they're okay, and their biscuit too is fire. It's like their there's scones not even, are amazing too. There's not you even no, I have not they had, had scone. a cheddar chive scone one time. Man, but nothing beats Comets bakeries. If we're talking oh, if we're bakeries talking bakery, in, item. bakeries in St. Louis, go to Comet chocolate croissant pan au chocolat pan du chocolat uh, pan au chocolat. <laughs> they, their croissants are beautiful. There's I like I. They just, they just opened their bakery. We're going to have to go. It's in Kirkwood. Wait, what? They just opened their bakery location. Like just a full bakery? Yeah. I mean, they, it was open in the past, but they reopened oh. it. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we'll definitely have to make a We'll trip have to up. go, and then we can go to Telio over there, too. Yeah, Telio, shout out. Telio's nice, too. Um, anyway, what I look for, uh, yeah, really good bakery items. It shouldn't be something you bought from Sam's Club. It should be, it should be something that's, like, fantastic. And if not... Find a local bakery and wholesale from them. Yeah. I, f- I saw that a lot in Se- Seattle. A lot of coffee places had stuff from, it's called um, Seawolf, I think, is the like really big bakery in Seattle. And so that was cool yeah. to see a lot of their bakery items in local coffee shops. That is super cool. And I like that a lot more Yeah. than, than just like, I'm just going to buy something from my food provider. And we'll also talk to your food provider because I bet there's something out there that that they have yeah, in their that's catalog true. Which, that's again, better. Again, there's nothing like there's some biscuit or there's some – first of all, the scones. <laughs> I've had some great scones from yeah, a food truck. From a food truck, yeah. <laughs> and and some, some pretty decent muffins. So there's nothing wrong. Right, right. At least they put in the effort, but it shouldn't be like – And that's it. Put in the effort. It shouldn't be it. like – what is that one brand that just sells the muffins in a bag? Oh, the the little muffins. You know what I'm talking? No, not the little muffins. It's just like you go to a hotel breakfast and it's like a muffin in a bag. Oh, oh, the like the I can't oh. remember the name, but anyway, yeah, anyway, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, the it's great. Walnut it's muffins. great to see people put an effort. Yeah. Um. On a, at least two, you know, 
like you can have some other random muffins and stuff. But also, like, man, I don't care if you if you're a cafe who doesn't have a full kitchen, like that's fine. Give me a muffin. Give me a muffin. give me a pastry. Give me something, yeah. man. Like yeah. don't just do coffee. Like I think I. I really like seeing pastries, and when your pastry layout is just nice. And, and it's like anybody can make banana bread. Anybody. You can make it in your kitchen Super and bring easy. it to work. Yeah. Um, what am I? That's Oh, it, I, I think also when I see – speaking of like putting in effort to things like syrups, house-made syrups. Oh, yeah. Big. I love I love a house-made syrup. If you it, can be like, yes. yeah, we make this and make it, make it unique this, like, too. Mm-hmm. Like – some random like a pistachio something rather or like can you help me please well i mean we have our uh turkish latte which it's um, turkish yeah it's Fuck. cinnamon and cardamom uh-huh. simple syrup and it's your orange cascara like, yeah changing on it like yeah doing seasonal stuff gingerbread that gingerbread, gingerbread latte yeah so it's good. fire like you can you can easily create these mm-hmm. syrups and they're they're very doable very affordable more affordable sometimes than um like buying the mm-hmm flavored syrups yeah um, and you get like new people coming in your cafe and trying those but it's just like it's just better it honestly just tastes better in the latte there's just too. there's something about the, the the idea of like oh i can only get this at this one place mm-hmm. love that that's mm-hmm. super nice to see um but also like letting people kind of like customize it themselves you know what i'm saying like don't tell someone you know like to a certain extent right I mean, I think with like, it's, especially if you're working but with like mocktails, if you like, yeah. this is just how the drink is going to yeah. be served. Sorry, but mm-hmm. with like, with house what do you, syrups, what do you cut that off? Like, if someone, if if I'm ordering a latte, all right, I want a 12 ounce latte mm-hmm. with almond milk and sugar free vanilla with two extra shots and cold foam on top. All of that is doable <laughs> because at the end of the day, like that's, that's a very expensive latte. That's probably a $9 latte you just ordered. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you no. If you want cold foam on a hot drink, it doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense to a lot of people. We see yeah. it a lot, but cool. Yeah. But I think with, with specifically like there was, um, I, I did a mocktail on the menu, uh, one Christmas, um, or one, one winter menu and it was cranberry juice or Turkish syrup. Mm. Um, espresso and cinnamon on top. The only thing that I'd let you change was the cinnamon on top because otherwise you don't That's get the drink. The drink. Yeah. That's just not the drink. Yeah. Like you're completely taken away. Like 100%. if they were like, can and I get you... this without the espresso? <clears throat> no. That's the whole point of the drink is to showcase coffee in different ways. Yeah. Um, and so if you, yeah. And so that's the purpose Caleb Lily just said in the finish, the end of that sentence is, uh, that's what a mocktail is. Uh, oh yeah. It, a lot yeah. of cool, um, coffee places I know like sump off the top of my head as a mocktail um, and it's just like basically a cocktail but with coffee as liquor usually basically. yeah usually it's just coffee with like what's that place in Atlanta that you went to that has like muchacho all yeah muchacho man there that's that's a pretty stellar place like th- that is a very cool place 10 out of 10 would recommend also not just it's not just a coffee shop it's almost it's honestly the, the coffee shop aspect of the place is an afterthought and it's just a very good afterthought. Um, they, they're 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 a Mexican restaurant. They do like a, a, a different style, like very very. It's pretty authentic, but also like a fusion style. I, I really don't know how to describe it. Um, but their food is gas, mm-hmm. and so they're they're a Mexican restaurant first, cocktails first, but they also have coffee. Yeah, and they do coffee very well. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, going into back like looking at a menu. All right, so we're in the cafe. We got good hospitality. The vibes are great. The space is legit. I'm going to get so much work done. What am I ordering, right? Single origin espresso is my first go-to. What do you have on What do you have for single origin espresso? Mm-hmm. Most of the time that's what I order. It better come with some spicy water. Sparkling water, yeah. It better come with some spicy water. Um and and that's cool like it's awesome ordering a shot from a place and they give you a stirring spoon. Yeah. And Just to show that they went through the extra step to order tiny little spoons. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and, you know, if you know espresso, you know that stirring it does greatly help um, with texture and tasting uh, the espresso as a whole. Um, but if that's not an option, you know, like judging a place on, you know, their pour over options, how they do their pour over, do they have pour studies? Do they have that weird spout thing? 
Um, oh, the are Marco. they are they doing hand brews? What are they doing their hand brews on? What are they yeah. grinding on? You know, these are all things that there's so many different variables variables with pour overs, and that's why I kind of like have to stay away from them. It's like obviously if you're yeah if you're offering single origin espresso espresso, you're probably pre dosing and then just running it through Mount Koenig or what do you whatever you have. Yeah, well, it also like with with single origin espresso like you make sure it better be dialed in yeah like absolutely please, like and and if i've had this happen before where i i got single origin espresso i was tasting it i was like this is extremely under extracted to the point to where like it wasn't just a little bit i was like hey like i went up to the bar and gave back my drink and this was good because the pos person asked me like how was it that's awesome to see yeah if i you know, that's a markdown from a place if they don't ask you how your experience was. Well, or if, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, well, something I always preach and, like, m- like make mandatory of my team is uh, extending the service beyond the counter. Yeah. Like, the the counter is autom- always, like, this fourth wall for baristas when they were on that, they're on that bar and they just feel high and mighty behind that bar. And, like, that's cool. <laughs> but, like, man – just go around the bar go out you know how to get out you work there mm. go into the dining room stand at the table stand right there look how look if 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 their cup's not empty and they've been sitting there for a while chances are something was not right like they didn't like yeah. something right but it's so satisfying to see your work like go out there and you see empty cups empty plates and then you ask how was everything you know the answer is going to be good yeah. and then they're just like it was amazing like just look at this you know that that's always so good like don't let the counter become a fourth wall where like you just don't interact with the guests yeah because that's just it you're you're not that guy pal you're not that <laughs> but, guy yeah anyway what i was saying like with this place is i told them you know and me being what at this time i was like 21 or 20 and i was going up to the bar and i was like yeah this shot's really unextracted like the he was just like oh okay he didn't do anything about it he was just like yeah you have no clue what you're talking about oh okay oh I'm going to throw it at you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Like at, at, at that point, like if you're, if you, if you're a cafe owner, a cafe manager and you're, and you're listening to this, like just offer a free drink, offer it to be remade. Or just be like, oh man, like, oh, what would you taste? I do to make it better? Or just like, yeah, yeah. What can I do to make it better? Uh, let me, let me, let's dial it in and I'll get you a new shot or exactly like, oh, thanks. Like also, I really like, appreciate it. Make that a moment to actually go through the dialing in process with the customer because you never know who is on the other side of that counter yeah and it's also like oh a customer said it was under like under extracted okay let's taste it you know what i'm saying like it should just be okay well you have no clue what you're talking about yeah see you later yeah um and yeah so like and that's for us you know being a person that's not in specialty coffee and you walk into a bar you probably have no clue what a poor study is or even the different types of pour over brewers that a place offers uh, but to us, this is what we look for. And honestly, you, like it's, it's, it's a good thing to look at because pour overs are pretty common and it's one of the better ways to taste the coffee itself that a, right. a coffee place is, you know, so is selling. So yeah. like, what do you look for on a menu, Caleb? Like, what do you look for when you at, on a, on a bar specifically or um, like, well, I, I always look at their signature drinks first, just to see what they got going on. See if they're, see if they're, are they doing like, um, like just like a s'mores latte or something and just throwing a bunch of syrup in something or are they actually being really intentional and, and, and trying out new things, being creative um, and trying to push the boundaries of coffee when I'm in a specialty shop. And it, ooh, this, this actually might've been something to say like at the beginning when we're talking cafes, we're talking about third wave specialty cafes. This is not like McCafe, mom and pop shop, McCafe, like, we're not. We're, that's not. We're, we're there's a very speci- specific like category of cafes that we're and, talking okay, about. And okay, well, how do you? When I walk into a place, how do I know it's third wave? So, I mean, really, first of all, that they roast their own coffee. That yeah, might be the usually first. Usually, that's one. a telltale sign, or well, that and, they're wholesaling through very like world renowned yeah. roasters. And you can always ask the person that's working. Um, you know, like how do you how do you how do you supply your coffee? Where do you get it from? Uh, this, that, and the other. And I think just looking at the menu, you can kind of tell if it's all just flavored lattes and like 24 yeah. ounce drinks. Like if you're, if you're, in a, if you're in a cafe and they got something called the mudslide, chances are it's probably not third wave. But if, if there's, and if, and if like all their drinks are like that, where they're just incredibly like flavor filled lattes, 
um, which is it's not not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, good but or bad. Drink what, what we're you want. talking about, but what we're talking about that's is third wave and where they focus yeah. on the coffee itself and what the coffee can provide, and you know how we can extract everything great from that coffee. Um, and just you know, like owning a cafe and a roastery is is you know presenting coffee, yeah, the best way that you can. You know, that's the whole point of roasting because yep. it's like you can't you can't make green coffee better. Nope. Do you, green the coffee. whole the sole purpose of roasting coffee is to you to, can always make it worse though. Yeah, <laughs> you you can always make it worse, and and that's what the, one of the things that uh someone I can't remember who said this, but they were they were saying that uh. It was on the Cat and Cloud podcast. Uh, they were saying Starbucks coffee is not Starbucks coffee until it goes through Starbucks roasting, and that's so true. Like it, the green coffee that they use, I mean, it's from you know commercial side, but whatever. Um, but it's not bad coffee. Like you can still get a great result from it if you really know what you're doing and, and you're looking for those nuances. Not saying that Starbucks doesn't know what they're doing. Obviously, they're oh like, yeah, they're a multi-million company. dollar company <laughs> and they could take us out with one hit. Uh, but I mean, everybody knows they don't care but um and and so so yeah i just wanted to point that out first but when i'm looking at a menu um one i'm looking at the design of the menu that's very important to me like did did you actually go through like and and really work on the design to fit your brand um and then also i think just um the most information on the menu like if you if i can see Every ingredient, like some specific, like like if I can see everything that's in a drink, mm-hmm. everything that's in a food item, yeah, and also how you display it. Like I really, I really enjoy like the item plus item plus item plus yeah. item. That that always looks really clean for me. But like, and, yeah, when you're like a a elegant drizzle of yeah, I was about something da 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 with the handcrafted da da. I don't care. Like shut up. That's too many words. Just this plus this plus this. I, that looks very good. Um, but then also like just going like back to like what I look for in like a cafe, like the layout, it's always nice just to see like a nice space, exactly what you were saying. Like, can I hang out in the space and feel comfortable, feel cool, feel a little special, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm in a special place. Like I, I, I it, especially I, coffee is an experience. It is. And, and I, I often use this reference of like thinking of cafe culture as like theater mm-hmm. and, and and it's really a performance like and in that performance of you and, and and customer service as a performance and and so like when you walk into a theater and you see a, you know a musical or a play like you want it to be an escape and a lot of people use the cafe as an escape from the real world and 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 you from know. you know whether it be your own work or even just distraction you know like yeah. going into a cafe to to work to focus yeah, yeah. It's, so it's you're like escaping it's, it's so many different things yeah right exactly um, so, so yeah, anyways, that's a little tangent, but, but yeah, that's just layout super nice to look at. Um, and glassware. I, I love seeing like really good glassware, specifically not neutral, uh, glassware. Yeah, if you see not neutral or I think, or love ceramics, love ceramics. I think Upshot does have a love ceramics. Yeah. though no, they have uh, not neutral. They have the not neutral, um, Cortado glasses. Yeah, that's what I, I man, just something about it. Like when you've intentionally selected, mm-hmm. it's almost like you think in Michelin, right? Yeah. Michelin star restaurants that have specifically picked out dishware. Yeah. Um, for a specific dish yeah. for a specific reason. Like it's always nice to see intentionality. And, yeah. and I think that's and just the like, biggest theme of yeah. this episode is intentionality. It, you can always tell when things are done with intention. And when they're crafted with passion. And that's how you, for me, and so, like, this is a big talking point, and, and a lot of people call me, like, picky. You know, like, my whole family, you know, what, you know when I, whether I go to a restaurant or a coffee place. Or, or a snob. Yes, yeah. or a snob. And it's, it's frustrating, but it's, like, I literally care so much about this. And, and like, I want to go into this. I'm, I'm, like, truly, truly passionate about it. And when I see people not performing or, you know, just owning a business to own a business or, you know, not being intentional it's it's frustrating it's like no i don't want to support that i don't want to eat here i don't want to order this i don't want to do this right. and that and the other because it's fr- it's literally it's so Might frustrating. as well go to starbucks right um and so you know like this is a big talking point for us because we truly care about it and 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 you know going to a business that cares about you too you know it's like being intentional and wanting to support that you know you should it's especially nowadays like you go you know you're spending money you're like you're spending money and and in in third wave shops you're spending a lot i mean we're talking about six to seven dollars for 
like so no, it should be no it should be lattes. a good yeah. experience you know and especially you know depending on your offerings am I, if i'm paying eight dollars for a single origin shot of espresso that joint better be dialed <laughs> in bro <laughs> that jump better be that's like, what yeah. i'm saying like it has yeah. to be like the like you're you're extracting what that coffee is supposed to taste like like you're doing everything in your power to make sure it tastes the best experience the best yeah. drink like you know what i'm a- saying again like, again going back to comet i i just recently went in and had a it was an 11 dollar shot of espresso what which okay which but for people comp- listening wait yeah. give me a second. Uh, yeah yeah okay for a okay so traditional I'm not even I don't even think you have to say this anymore if you order a shot of espresso it should be a double shot unless like yes it's a double shot of espresso um and that's a whole separate story but yeah, anyway two ounces specifically this this was a very expensive coffee and normally they're like three to yeah normally two it's to like $3. two or three dollars right so this is a very expensive coffee this is a very rare coffee it was a competition grade coffee um that was used by the roaster uh Malme out in where are they at um Switzerland. Switzerland. Sweden? Switzerland. Switzerland, not Sweden. Switzerland, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, one of their baristas competed with this exact coffee, and they um, had, I guess, ordered more, had a bunch extra, and, and released it as a retail offering, and, and Comet had some. Uh, for one eight-ounce container on their shelf for this coffee, it was $70. Dope. So I had no issue paying only $11 just to taste it, <laughs> and it was beautiful mm. like it was such a good shot of espresso yeah. it didn't taste like coffee like when i like I, I i feel like people aren't gonna believe this when i say it but like it, if you put watermelon juice right next to it and blindfolded me and had me taste each one i would probably only be able to tell you that one is espresso because of the temperature of the drink like but if you let them cool down to the same temperature i would not be able to tell you because it did not have any coffee flavor at all no bitterness nothing it was just wa- sweet watermelon juice, awesome. and like to the point where I walked back up to the counter, and I was like, I said, uh, "Hey, who who pulled this shot of espresso?" And I saw like this look of like, "Oh my god," come across their face, and the girl was like, "He did," <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, dude, it, it it was beautiful." I was like, "This shot was amazing." I was like, th- "I literally thanked him." I said, "Thank you for putting time and effort into that shot because." my mind is blown and that's what you look for as a barista or what you should look for as a barista you know as a as a team in specialty coffee that's what you look for is is you know and especially to caleb who is who is this you know industry professional like having that experience but also you know like having the random person that's oh i might i might try this today you know like satisfying the customer you know that's behind everything yeah right yeah and no matter what level of specialty coffee they're on I think that's just so important um, and what you should look for within a space, you know, having someone in a business that cares about you. Right. And so now um, to, I guess, close out, I think we're about to close out. Maybe yeah, I have one at- more thing. So we said on Instagram that we would answer any questions, um, two questions per episode. Um, the story did delete. So I only have one question and I feel bad, but like, it was just a fault of mine. The story didn't archive. And so I have one question for this episode and Bucky underscore Perkins asks, how does coffee develop different flavor based on the climate it is grown in? Okay. So I'll let Lewis take this. Um, develop different flavors. Okay. So first and foremost, um, well, the most important, I I would say, so like based on where it's grown, um, so first of all, we have to we have to classify this with the type of coffee. Um, coffee is coffee itself is a broad category, and so if we're talking about, you know, with different coffees, you're gonna have different varieties. Different varieties are common in different parts of the world. So, so that's that's the biggest point. You know, variety has has various different components um, down to you know how the plant grows to to how it tastes and and the perceived flavors within the cup itself. So. So that's that's the biggest point. So the variety of coffee um, has to deal with the characteristics of, of the flavors and stuff. Um, and so, but okay, so let's talk about even just from the same origin, um, you know, and that's harder to differentiate, but you can also go into processing. Um, all the stages of, of, of processing have, to, have, have some sort of effect on, on the overall cup. 
Um, yeah, after. if it's a if it's a washed, it's gonna taste one way. If it's natural, it tastes another way. If it's honey um, processed, like there's different. If yeah. you're getting down into, so it's just like having the best plant development um, is going to f- affect the overall cup. And so you're talking about like coffee quality. So um, a big talk um, with these older farmers where it's just focused on yield. And so you're doing no shade grown, um, just big coffee field growing as much, you know, like machine picking, having unripened cherries, like random other cherries. Like you look at a cheaper coffee, that's what you're getting. You're getting, you know, machine done all the way, industry, commercial coffee. Um, And obviously that's going to taste worse than something that's, that's, um, you know, coffee, so I'm going on a tangent here. There's so many thoughts in my mind, but um, <laughs> I'm seeing his brain work right now. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's crazy. What's really cool about coffee is like building the ecosystem around it greatly affects the, the, the cup. And so um, a great producer out of Ecuador, Pepe Hijon, um, was recently did a video with Lance Hedrick, um, Bucky. So if you look up Lance Hedrick on YouTube, uh, he has a video with Pepe and they talk about origin. And in this video, um, Pepe talks about in to create a, a, the terroir uh, is a French word used in wine. And so that describes kind of the environment that the coffee's grown in. So um, and this is why, you know, wine from certain parts of the world is so good. You know, you can talk about Napa Valley and, and the the parts of the ecosystem that affect the plant growing and like you basically like the Napa Valley, you know, you can compare that in the coffee world of Boquete, Panama, um, where that was where Geisha was basically kind of like reborn in a way. Yeah. Um, so it's just a place for coffee to strive and it depends on the variety and stuff like that. Um, but just the nutrients coffee can get out of the soil. Altitude also affects this. So coffee grown at higher altitude, um, takes more time to develop just because there's less oxygen um and there's also less you don't have to spray as much pesticides because there's no bugs at the higher altitude there's less there's less um kind of like reasons for error i think is the word i'm looking for yeah um but just having what affects the cup profile is just making sure coffee has the best environment to grow in and so if you look at Coffee grows best in 70 to 60% shade. Um, and so that'll affect the cup score. Um, you have, you know, based on the terroir, so what grows around it, what affects the uh, the diversity of the soil, the nutrients in the soil, um, what that coffee variety itself grows best in. It's like all these different kind of variables that affect how it tastes. Um, and so every single origin is going to be different. You know, the yeah. soil in in Brazil is going to be greatly different from Ethiopia. And so this is, is very different. But also, if you think about the history of the coffee itself, where Ethiopia is the origin, you know, coffee originally grew there. So you have older varieties that haven't gone through that mu- that much mutation or haven't been um, bred with all these different things where you have in Latin America, coffee was brought there and then crossbred with all of these different things. You know, you have yellow bourbon and all of these different types of of older genetics, but newer, um, newer varieties. Uh, and in, in places of Ethiopia, you also have like SL28, which was made to be coffee rust resistant and disease resistant. Um, but and this is just kind of going on a tangent about about different um, varieties of coffee, but yeah, that affects the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, and, and so, yeah. <laughs> I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yeah. So, and 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 one thing that I noticed with this question is is you asked um, a different flavor based on the climate it's grown in. So, I mean, climate for coffee, I mean, it just needs to be really humid, uh, hotter. Climates, uh, yeah. Right? So yeah, um, and, and, and so. It's more so the environment and the soil that it's grown in, and what's grown within that environment around it. Yeah, it's it's not affects. not only the climate, but also you know all of those and uh, all those other factors as well. Um, um, and then also with with one thing about just with uh, processing is uh, processing usually is just like the breakdown of sugars onto the green itself, and 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 depending on different processing methods, you're going to get a different breakdown of sugars. Like mm-hmm. if you're going for a washed uh coffee there's not going to be a lot of 
time for that sh- those sugars to break down within the cherry to affect the green coffee. And so uh, where versus like with a natural processed coffee, you're letting that coffee sit in that cherry and the, the cherry is literally just rotting off of the 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 beans. And so there's a there's a higher breakdown of sugars and they, they can impart more flavors because they're they actually have way more contact than with the wash. Um, so that also affects the flavor profile of the bean. Um, but then also, um, probably the most important thing is the roasting, because uh, you can take a beautiful floral fruit. You can take out Ethiopia literally like a one hundred point coffee and, and just take, burn the sh- crap and, out. Yeah, of it. just burn the mess <laughs> out of it, and, and then it's it's just it's burnt coffee, right? So uh, so so really to to sum intentionality up, with growing too. Yeah, so so really, it's it, it's the quality of. The harvest itself it's the attention that the farmer put into it um usually smaller lots have a greater de- a greater amount of attention into them and more care um and typically are usually and so better that's, you know that's what that's what people are pushing now um yeah well, at and least then, newer and then, farmers is 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 um newer different types of of processing methods to up cup score as well as um you know sh- making sure that farmers uh, focus on on qu- quality instead of quantity because yeah. for uh, the longest time it was quality quality or quantity getting as much coffee out as possible when you know you can get more funny more funny more money more for funny. Uh, <laughs> a higher scoring coffee uh, and so that's what we're talking about um, most coffee in this is the same with with corn cotton uh, corn. various different crops they're scored so after you um, after you farm them and process them which means prepare for um kind of the next stage of shipping or or whether you know you're doing whatever with the product you have to score your coffee um and so that gives you kind of like a sell price for the farmer um and so there's various different kind of groups and things that that score coffee as well as you know roasters that have their it's called a q grader license and so importers and um different associations have a Q grader license and so they will score your farmer's coffee or whoever they want to source from. So yeah. say it's an 88.5 um, scored coffee out of 100. Right. They'll pay you for that basically. Um, and then this also just sounds like we're going to have to have a whole episode. Yeah. So we, Don't uh, worry. It's in the plans to have a full episode on this. Hopefully, so Bucky, if we didn't answer your question, if I, if question, it, question, if I was all over the place... Um, if you need me to specify DM, anything, bro. <laughs> DM it and we'll talk about it in the next episode. So we can kind of go into coffee processing. Um, but I would, uh, we'll, we'll cook up a little bit. We'll, we'll see what happens. Cook up we'll see what happens. But that was this episode. That was this episode. Hope you guys so enjoyed. We talked about cafe experience. Uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, it wasn't kind of all over the place. I know it's it's kind of yeah. late for me and Caleb and we, we just, we do ramble a little slap happy. But it's a little slap we, happy. we also just oh, wanted wow. to share like, what what we enjoy about what cafes. we kind of look for uh especially in the st louis area um yeah and so i guess you know let's end this episode off what's your favorite cafe of, of all time or yeah i get uh favorite cafe i guess i guess uh yeah you can do all time oh god i don't know i've been i've been to a lot yeah. i've been to a lot as well and i don't know if i, I got it favorite foam i went to foam coffee in orange beach alabama and it, it was an incredible experience the the space was it was really small um they had a lot of outdoor seating it was just like the the atmosphere like it was it was a little far off from the ocean but like you could still feel it i don't know something about it it and it everything was done very intentionally uh the barista there was his name was uh ryan uh, yeah, his name's Ryan. He's since moved on from foam, but uh, he he was amazing to talk to. Um, super cool guy, funny guy. Used to work for Onyx, come to find out. Yeah, um, and it, it it was just a really great experience, and and the coffee was really good. So I went there twice because we were only there for like three days. But yeah, I you know this is a hard question for me because there's places where I really enjoy the coffee, but the cafe experience like isn't the best. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, that's the thing. But I'm thinking about, like, you know, the experience as a whole. Um, and I have to... Okay, so local, the place that I go to the most is Comet. I love Comet. Com- yeah. The bakery goods are great. The The fact that they wholesale and you can try 
all the different coffees on their menu. It's rotating. Every single time you go in, you can get something different. You can get something you've never tried before. You can try roasters that you've like seen, and then you can buy the coffee that you tried on the menu. It's like it's mostly, just fantastic. Mostly roasters out of the United States, which is awesome. Uh, the coffee that they do have is fantastic. Brewed really, really well. Um, very intentional. Uh, I'm the best cafe experience I've ever had. It's got a, I think like. It it's it's skewed between like, you know, the people I was with, but I guess that has to do with the experience. It has to be. And I'm gonna just go to a KC roaster. It's either it has, bro. This is hard. I loved Monarch. That was so awesome. good. That was so cool. Yeah. I love odd like oddly correct is great too. Their coffee's good. Their mm-hmm. experience is awesome. But like the just the people I was with, I love Messenger. That's, that's such a cool space. It's literally a three-story building. Their bakery is awesome. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's just a cool space. I don't know, man. Pick one. Oh, this is hard. Dude, I mean. Plot twist, it's Starbucks. That's his favorite yeah, cafe that's experience. That's it. All right, that's it. <laughs> no, that's not Starbucks because they didn't hire you. Oh, yeah, they didn't hire me. That's Starbucks it, right? reject. Starbucks reject. All right, that's the podcast. Cut it, B. <laughs> no, it's in um, there. Shut up. Have that's a great, it. have a great week. Guys. Have a great. Week. Thank you for listening brew to this. Something nice. It's enjoy it. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, Much brew love. something nice. Uh, we'll see you guys us. next week. Please, Lacroix. See you guys. I don't even like Lacroix. You do, bro. <laughs> you do like it.